0: Welcome to the Pathway Church podcast, where you'll find fresh messages uploaded weekly. Pathway Church is a Bible-based church located in Peterborough, Ontario, and we're on a mission to reach people far from God and see them become devoted followers of Jesus. We hope that what you hear today will help you to take one step closer to Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us, and if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe. I was thinking about this. We've been in a series called Waiting Well in Thessalonians, and we've been walking through that, and I was remarking, this week about how Paul uh, was socially distanced from the people that he loved and he he wanted to connect and encourage them and so what did he do? He he continued to write letters to them and that was the way that he was able to encourage them in their growth and so we're we're using digital interviews and today I have uh, on on the line with me uh, Kurt Goodman which some of you will know, some of you won't. Um, and I wanted to give Kirk an opportunity to say hi to everybody and let us know a little bit about himself, um, for those that uh, maybe don't know. Thanks so much, Pastor Nate. Uh,
1: my wife and I, uh, Linda and I have been just so blessed and so encouraged to be part of the Pathway Church family. It's a, a local expression of the body of Christ here in Peterborough that, uh, we're so thrilled to be a part of, uh, love, uh. Love the focus of the church uh, to uh, re- reach out and have an impact and influence in the community it's a privilege to be a part of that and uh, yeah we love being a part of pathway
0: that's awesome kirk thank you uh for those that don't know kirk um, kirk has spoken at our at our church uh, a number of times and uh, he has served as a lead pastor in the past and is a great communicator and all of that but um i had actually asked Kirk a couple of months ago to speak uh, this past Sunday in the Thessalonian series. Um, and the reason why I did is because as I was looking ahead through reading through the letter and I landed on the, these passages we're gonna be looking at today. It just screamed, Kirk Goodman. Uh, you know, for those that don't know Kirk, uh, anytime um, I see Kirk, he always uh, starts a sentence. I wrote it down. I just wanna encourage you with something. And uh, that is a phrase that he opens many conversations with. I'm sure it's not just me. and uh, And that's just been part of his heart and character who he is. And so when, we, when I saw the text, I was like, "Man, uh, this is Kirk's passage." And so we're gonna we're gonna walk through it together, and we're gonna let Kirk explain uh, the meaning of it. We're gonna have a conversation, ask some questions. If you're if you're at home right now, grab your Bible. Uh, I've got my I've got my Bible open to the Thessalonians chapter five. Uh, we're just gonna kind of uh, we're gonna kind of read verse by verse and talk and have some conversation about it. We hope that this is uh, super helpful for you. Uh, so before we jump into the text, while people are grabbing their Bibles, Kirk, would you uh, would you just kind of explain uh, what you were thinking as you approached this text and uh, and the theme that we've been sort of talking about for these past eight or nine weeks? Sure. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for those c- kind words.
1: Uh, you're very very gracious. I um, when you when you first asked me to uh, take a look at this uh, passage of scripture and uh, unpack it a little bit. <laughs> on what would have been last Sunday morning, um, and I I started to consider the different titles and the different the different messages that you've been preaching, uh, living living in the light of of uh, the day, uh, love and sexuality, uh, growing pains was another one, and uh, set apart for love. Um, there are two things that come to my mind. One was. Um, how encouraging and how inspiring these messages that you've been preaching from First Thessalonians have been! Uh, just have really, really appreciated uh, these messages. And as I began to think towards uh, having the privilege to to share uh, from these words here uh, towards the end of the book, I couldn't help but, but focus. My attention on the underlying theme, the 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 title that you've put out there in front of us, and that is waiting well, hmm. and all the messages that you've preached have sort of fallen under that. Yeah. And then I began to to think about that title, that theme, that idea, and I started to ask some questions. Um, how do we wait well? Yeah. How tough is it to wait well? Uh, what's what's the purpose of of waiting well? Hmm. What happens What happens when we find ourselves in a place where we don't wait well? Yeah. What does it look like? Yeah. to wait well. Yeah, I think this this uh, nugget, these few verses, these collection of verses in chapter five of Thessalonians, as we towards the, the you know the end of the book the conclusion of the series The paul really does unpack for us in part some answers and some insights into those questions
0: yeah yeah for sure and, and and I would say too as we as we walk through it in light of what's going on right now with this mm-hmm. environment like it really does highlight the importance of how we wait and how we handle difficulty, because there's there's no doubt that this situation will bring difficulty. And I think these these passages we're going to look at have something to say to our situation, right? Absolutely. Like, I, you know, I, I've been joking that you know the last two Sundays that I spoke, I spoke on the end times. <laughs> and people people, people sending me emails, me like, can you change the subject, please? Yeah. Because they're upon us, you know. Uh, and so you know, as a as I was joking before we got on the line, I think I'm going to preach on prosperity and health for the next two months, uh, or something. But, but in light Do of it. <laughs> in, light, in light of the broader conversation, uh, I think it's I think there's so much here for us to uh, to think about. So, yeah. Why don't I Why don't I read the first uh, first uh, verse uh, verse or two, and then just ask your thoughts on it? So we're looking at First uh, Thessalonians chapter five, and we're beginning in verse uh, 12. Uh, Paul writes these words to the Thessalonian church. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and who are over you in the Lord and admonish you or, you know, really strongly correct, direct you to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Um, who's who's Paul talking about here when he's talking about respecting those who labor among you who are over you in the Lord?
1: he's talking to he's talking to those that have have been uh, set apart mm. to give spiritual leadership to the, in terms of the early church uh, to those that led took on the responsibility of i suppose what we would call today pastors of those small clusters of yep. those small you know house churches yep. and and those that that, in some way, shape, or form, were raised up to you know read the scriptures and, and teach from god's Word and to come alongside those uh, those local expressions of the body of Christ, people who met together to to pray and to worship and to to seek God yeah. all against the backdrop of a very powerful and a profound amount. Of persecution right at that time the church was something that people belonged to they clung to, to one another for their lives because it was it was illegal to to be declared uh,
0: a follower of Christ yeah so, so those that were in
1: leadership over them had an enormous responsibility
0: yeah so so what I hear you saying is that could be church staff. Church, you know, board elders, like volunteer leaders of various kinds, that are in positions of influence and authority within the church. Saying- Two thousand,
1: absolutely. Two thousand years uh, later. Yeah. Um, for for me, practically, it's the it's Pastor Nathan. It it's it's the staff at, at Pathway. It's those that uh, Pastor Todd, uh, who has a role and a responsibility. God, uh, who looks after the the area of of, of uh, children um, at at Pathway, those that have been raised up to give spiritual direction and leadership, yeah. as Linda and I practically have have connected ourselves with a, a church like Pathway. Paul's saying those that have been charged with that responsibility, hold them in high regard, acknowledge them, um, encourage them admonish yeah. it, it, it them don't <laughs> my my job is not to uh be a road set myself up as a roadblock to yeah. what god is calling you to do but rather to come alongside yeah. and say to you practically uh what can i do to help what what can i possibly do to be a part of what it is that God is calling you to do. Not that, you know, not not that you are necessarily you know, above and beyond anybody else, but you have been given this responsibility to lead this local expression of the body of Christ. My role and responsibility is to acknowledge you and to follow you yeah. in that. Yeah.
0: Under God. The next the next kind of as he continues that I, I really wanted to spend some time on this statement, but maybe maybe we won't have time be at, be at peace among yourselves and as i read that i thought certainly he means be at peace one with another but there's also this idea of like being at peace with yourself and even in the midst of this crisis that's going on around us mm-hmm. all that stuff uh is it possible i think we both know the answer to this but is it possible to have peace within yourself in the midst of difficult times and situations um I think that's one of the that's one of the joys of the Christian faith and one of the hopes that we have is that we, we absolutely can have peace among ourselves. And, and literally, as we continue, there's sort of two ways you can look at the text as we continue. He says that we urge you, brothers, admonish the idol, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. We could focus on the idol, the faint-hearted, the weak, and all, or we could focus on what God is calling us to do, which is admonish, encourage, help, and be patient. And, and I really do think that the emphasis here in the text is on how we respond, how we wait well, how we react in situations. Um, and, uh, and Paul's really kind of zeroing in on how we're to live the Christian life in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of waiting. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you see in
1: there, Kurt? It's, it's packed full of things. One, one point that I extract from From those cluster of words in this section it is, the, uh, is the importance of asking the right questions and at, at the same time acknowledging how destructive asking the wrong questions yeah. can be. Yeah. Um, and if we're talking about the church, and talking about how we live amongst one another. One of the things that I've observed over the years is that wonderful followers of Christ can passionately ask this question, uh, what would I do if I were this person? Or how can this person do that? And... Or if I were this person, why this is what I would do. You know, and and even if we take a look at the, the different circles of 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 people that Paul is talking to, you know, leaders, those that you know are in our community, mm-hmm. you know, family members. Um, it's not it's not for me to have the conversation, if I were the pastor of the church, how would I be handling? this situation or crisis it's not up to me to look at a brother or sister as as paul you know he uses that phrase that that familial phrase brothers and sisters uh even a couple times in this section uh it's not up it's not up to me to to look at at another brother and sister and, and and i guess the word that we would use is judge but rather to come alongside and how can I encourage? How how can I support? If I see if I see somebody doing something that doesn't line up with you know a preference that I have, or what it's not up to me to 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 change that, right? It's uh it's okay it's okay for people not to be okay uh, yeah. that they're in they're in the process that God has them in, moving towards Him and moving towards others. God is the one who's sovereign and in control, not me. Yeah. Sometimes you know, we live like we're in control. Sometimes we live like, you know, we have this ability to change other people. Yeah. And so it's one of the things I think that has to be guarded
0: against. Yeah. Uh, he continues verse 15, see that no one repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. And again, this seems to be like Paul is talking about stopping the cycle, right? Of hurt of hatred, anger but stopping it through through the love that christ gives it's like i'm going to absorb that instead of giving it back to you and, and keeping the cycle going that's sort of how i think about it and uh and so you know how do we how do we stop the cycle of unforgiveness or of fear or of anxiety or of selfishness i mean how do we how do we do that um how do we not react out of our human nature? I guess that's the question, really, yeah. that comes to mind as I read this. And 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 I think I think he's going to answer that question in part in the following sort of three phrases, right? Yes. Which, which are the three phrases that when I read them, I'm like, I gotta have Kirk share with our church mm-hmm. <laughs> what Paul is talking about here, because uh, you know, not all of us live this well, and I think all of us are trying to live this well. But how do we stop the cycle of fear? How do we stop the cycle of anxiety, of anger, of bitterness? I think it begins with the three things that Paul is going to give us. So why don't we why don't we go there? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what what does Paul say next, Kurt? Uh
1: In in uh, verse 16, mm. uh, Paul says, "Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be yeah. thankful in all circumstances. For this." is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Um, Be joyful always. Pray continually. And give thanks in all circumstances. I think the, um, the power and the potency of those three phrases... Which, if we're honest with ourselves, are a little daunting. Yes. They're set up by everything that he's just said in those few short verses prior. And I would, if I had to lay down a theme, if I had to summarize it in one statement, before we get to these three, these, these, these three, um, seemingly impossible things that that Paul is emphatic that we that we follow as, as followers of Christ um, Paul says prior to these three statements he says this people matter to God those that are in leadership over us matter to God mm. people that that we associate with that well the people that I the people that I attend pathway with, the people that I go to the gym with, the, the people that I work with and, and on and on and on matter to God. The people that are doing things that I don't agree with. And that if I if I were sovereign, I might <laughs> I might either encourage them to do things differently or in some way, you know, move and motivate them to do things differently. Those people matter to God. Yeah, and here it is what Paul is saying is because they matter to God they should matter to us too yes and because people matter to God and because the one of the overriding emphasis of what it means to be a follower of Christ or as Paul says for those that are in Christ Jesus mm. um, A response the natural the natural response that that actually is extremely difficult and comes across as very unnatural and unnormal is is to be joyful always to to pray continue to give thanks in all circumstances you had mentioned you had meant excuse me you had mentioned earlier in our conversation that that you know how do we do this Mm -hmm. the the power and the potency Of these three phrases, of these three practices, yes, can only really be unleashed in our lives in the power of God's Spirit. Yes. When I take a look at what's going on in this world around us today, in real time, um, when I take a look at what's going on in my home. As 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 Linda and I walk walk through some you know serious and significant health challenges, as many others in our in our church family are, and in our community are, and and one of the things that this this cancer journey has has taught us and shown us is, um, it's it's absolutely astronomical how many people are affected by by this disease. And and other diseases like it that are incredibly unpredictable and 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 cause our lives to change in a moment. Um, so when I consider the craziness of of what's going on in the world, what's swirling on around me, and yet I hear I hear the the these these three call phrases to be joyful in the midst of it to 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 pray continually to give thanks in all circumstances mm-hmm. it's like ah, i barely have the energy to to get out of bed in the morning i'm not even sure that i want to turn the tv on and i, mm-hmm. I don't know where i even muster up the energy to make some breakfast for myself how do i do that yeah and And I think there's a connection between waiting well, waiting well, and how I incorporate these, these three aspects of, of how, of how God wants us to live, because let's not forget something. Um, I know that I have asked many times this question. uh, What's God's will for me? As I've had the privilege over the years to to serve as a pastor and and walk with people through through life and in in some cases, life's hard choices and decisions and circumstances. The one question that keeps coming through and and you, and I'd be interested to find out, you know, to what degree this is your experience as well, but the number one question people have asked me, well, as a pastor and as a friend, and, and to be honest with you, even in the business world is, What's God's will for my life? Yeah. How do I know what God's will is? Yeah. You know whether that's choo- choosing a spouse or a house to 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 buy or or or, or whether I I follow the doctor's <laughs> orders or not or or whatever it is. What? How do I? How do I know? How do I know that I know that I know that I know what God's will is for me? Yeah. And yeah, Paul says this. This idea of being joyful, always praying, continuing, giving thanks in all circumstances—in in some way, in fact, perhaps in totality—is connected with what it is to follow God's will
0: for my life. Yeah. To be in God's will, to live in the zone of yeah. God's will for my life. Yeah, and what I've always what I've always taught uh, when it comes to the will of God is that. Uh, God cares much more about who you are than where you are or what you're doing. And that, if if we get the character piece right, if we get our relationship with Him right, our relationship with one another right, then we will find ourselves in the center of God's will uh, regarding those things that we care about: our careers, our relationships, our spouse, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, and so when I see these these phrases, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. Paul's using words like always. Without ceasing, which means never stop and in all mm-hmm. circumstances. So no matter what's happening, give thanks. That's, it's almost like he's putting a bullseye on the target to say, here's something to aim for. This is something to aspire to. Here's an attitude for you to hold. I don't think he's saying you, you can't mourn when you lose somebody because you have to rejoice right. always, right? I've seen people try not to mourn and that's just silly. Mm-hmm. I went to Bible college. There was one guy that took this verse literally, pray without ceasing. And I remember the teacher asking him to stop praying because he was in the front row of the class praying while the, the, the speaker was giving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he quoted this verse and it was like, no, no, I have to literally pray every waking moment, which is ridiculous. It's not what Paul was saying, right? Give mm-hmm. thanks in, in all circumstances that, that you can't be sad or you can't. Um, but it's, these are attitudes and aspirations that we're to have that uh that point us to what really matters see we can go through difficult circumstances but we get to choose what how we respond in the midst of those right and that's that waiting well you can wait poorly right Wait well
1: yeah absolutely and and it
0: uh
1: it's it's connected to something that has become very real for us you know we can't control necessarily what happens to us but boy oh boy can we ever control how we respond and what Paul's laying out is, hmm, here's a response. Here, here's a response that's centered in God's will yeah. for you and me, regardless of what comes along uh, in our lives. Yeah. I I want to take and unpack, uh, if I, if I can, yeah. um, these words <clears throat> and in a statement answering the question, what is, what is this joy? How, how do you define this joy? And, and I came across this great definition. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all of the details of my life. It's the quiet confidence, here it is, that ultimately everything is going to be all right. And the determined choice to praise God. That's awesome. In every situation. Wow. It's it's gonna be all right. And when I think when I think about waiting, when I think about waiting with a couple who have been waiting for two years to conceive a child and Want nothing more than to have a positive result this month, yep. as they have for months. When I think about waiting with somebody who just received not great results from a CT scan or from, from a blood test, yep. and when I think about somebody who um, has has waited and and you know saved, for instance, and 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 so. So dearly, uh, thought that this was the house that, you know, God wanted us to have and, and things fell through. Yeah. When I, when I think of those scenarios and, and, and the hundreds more, uh, it's going to be okay. Joy is about acknowledging that it'll be okay. It's not, it's not a great, it's not a great diagnosis. It's not a great situation. It's not a great, um scenario that we're living in and and waiting for. Um but it's gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Joy joy unpacks this idea that whatever it is that I'm going through, God is in control and it's gonna be okay. That that's faith. That's faith enough to sit down in the chair (laughs) and know that it's gonna hold you up.
0: Yeah. No, that's right. And I, and I tell you, there's probably has never been a better time to be mm-hmm. thinking about that. And, you know, I, I've been just remarked. It's been remarkable to me to see the, the amount of fear and panic. Oh, I've been to the grocery store, saw the empty shelves. And uh, and, and it's just, there is really a sense of, of people just grasping to control what they can. And, uh, and we do need to be reminded during this time that, that God is in control and that he can be trusted. And and that there's a right and a wrong way to respond in the midst of this this situation, and so uh man i, I would love to have you uh pray for us for our church, those watching online and uh mm-hmm. just and just pray for us that that we could embrace these these values that Paul is putting forth to us that we can live differently than the world does in the midst mm-hmm. of the situation because we know something because we hope in something um uh, that they may not and 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 so if you would if you would pray for us uh, that would be probably a, a fitting way to close our time together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing this. Uh, bless your heart you know, using technology to, to have a conversation that's i uh, just been so meaningful to me yeah. yeah love to pray
1: awesome lord it's with no presumption that uh, i come to you today rather Open hands and an open heart, an open mind to you, O God. And Lord, this morning as Pastor Nathan and I have had this conversation, I want to give you thanks and I want to give you praise for for the joy that you have given to us, for the the attitude of prayer that you, you are impressing upon us in these days. And Lord, even in the midst of what we're dealing with, oh God, there's much to be thankful for. And give us, give us all that we need to, to mine that, to mine the things out of, out of this chaotic situation we find ourselves in. Lord, allow us, if even for a moment, to exercise the ability we have to have an attitude of gratitude. And and know for certain that things are going to be okay. They will be okay, even though today they certainly don't appear to be okay. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for others. Thank you for your presence in our lives. Help us in these days to wait well. Help us to use these days to even figure out what that, what that looks like for us. It's with no presumption that, that we can say we know how to wait well. We seek you for
0: that kind of insight for our lives
1: in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to the Pathway Church podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us, go to our website pathwaylife.com and as always, don't forget to subscribe. will see you next week.